You are Locked On Zags, your daily podcast on the Gonzaga Bulldogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Zags, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host as always, Stephen Carr. Before we get started today, college football right around the corner, and the Locked On Network has you covered. If you're interested in Washington State, University of Washington, Oregon, Oregon State, all the teams in the Pacific Northwest, we've got you covered with the Locked On Pac-12 podcast hosted by Cindy Robinson. Follow the Locked On Pac-12 podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Today is Friday, July 16th, and it is another Gonzaga five-star Friday. And today we've got a very, very cool interview with Matt Villarreal, who is the creative director for recruiting for the Gonzaga men's and women's basketball team. Matt is in charge of basically all of the hype videos and promo videos and graphic designs, everything that you've seen on Gonzaga's social media channels over the last two years. Matt has had a very large impact in or has helped produce. So Matt is very, very talented. He tells a very, very cool story about uh, the Jalen Suggs buzzer beater uh, because he was on the baseline for that. And so I hope you guys enjoy that interview. When I just started doing these interviews for Five Star Friday, I told you guys I would try to get as many different kinds of people from around the program in different respects. And we've had Matt Santangelo on, the former player and now director, executive director of uh, Spokane Hoop Fest. And then we had Connor Gilbert on, who talked about being an intern as a sports information director, and then a little bit about Gonzaga baseball, which he helped cover. We had Jackson Frank on, former Gonzaga writer for The Athletic, uh, who now covers the NBA, talking NBA draft and the Gonzaga prospects in it. And now we've got Matt Villarreal talking more of the creative side of uh, Gonzaga and some behind-the-scenes stuff. So uh, if you guys have missed any of the former Five Star Friday interviews, feel free to go back in your podcast feed and listen to those. All right, before we get to Matt Villarreal, today's episode is being sponsored by Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season's in full swing. The second half starts tonight after there was a postponement on Thursday. So, the second half starts tonight. The NFL is right around the corner. The NBA has game five of the finals coming up this weekend. It's the perfect time to get in on the fun, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. So, before the next pitch, Head over to Bet Online in your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for a run to the championship. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Use promo code Locked On. We now welcome on a special guest for Five Star Friday. It is Matt Villarreal, creative director at Gonzaga, and the guy in charge of a lot of the hype videos that you see on social media. Matt, thanks for coming on the show. How's it going? It's going well. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm like I, I told you right before we got on. I, I listened to the podcast and big fan of yours, and I know you're a busy man in, in the Spokane sports community. So yeah, I appreciate you having me on. Well, I appreciate you listening to the show. Uh, I want to start with just some general stuff about your career. If I'm not mistaken, I believe you're from New Mexico and you went to school at Oklahoma State. Is that right? That is right. Yeah. So from Albuquerque, uh, but made the nine hour drive to Stillwater, Oklahoma for college. Um, Graduated in 2019. 
studied sports media there as a major. Main reason I went there was because they offered sports media as a major. Um, and then obviously got the job a couple or that that summer I graduated and moved up here to Spokane. Yeah, how did you find your way up here? Yeah, that's actually a there's a crazy story to that, and obviously there's there's probably there's a long version to tell, but like I guess the bullet points would be um, essentially as a student at Oklahoma State, I worked in the like uh, athletic communications department um, as an SID, but I was always more interested in like the creative side of things, like um, either mostly video. Um, creative video and then even uh, dabbled in some graphic design as a student but again in the communications department Um, and then basically just through um, just through like I guess luck and um, I guess like the grace of God almost like it's been I got a couple good opportunities to work with the men's basketball team there one of which was going to um, on a trip to Europe with the team uh, to be the, like the creative director at the time at Oklahoma State quit his job like a week before uh, this Europe tour, this European tour that our men's basketball team was going to go on, and I ended up going the summer before my senior year. So anyway, I got I got close with that program and um, the SID there um, knew knew. I mean, he's connected in the basketball world and somebody from Gonzaga actually reached out to him asking like you know do you have any um any students there at Oklahoma State that um is well versed or or is there anyone you know that's well versed in the um creative like graphics and videos um world and uh that that can help us with recruiting and social media and whatnot so uh, it, it actually ended up just being like, you know, through opportunities at Oklahoma State like that. And then also just um, getting to know the right people and the people that are kind of well, well connected in the college basketball sphere that kind of helped me kind of help me get here. So. Um, so, yeah, anyway, he that SID connected me with um, some people here and lo and behold, it, it ended up working out. So super grateful that it did. Yeah, absolutely. You kind of mentioned this a little bit, but for those that don't know, uh, Matt does shooting, editing, graphic design, photography, basically anything that you can think of. If something gets posted to Gonzaga's social media accounts, there's a good chance that Matt was involved in some way. Um, when did you kind of develop a passion for this kind of stuff? Um, sorry about that. I don't know if you... Yeah, it's all good. Piece of wood. Just fell in my garage. But um, So I actually... Uh, uh, I think the passion came from, I mean, I, I played sports growing up and I played basketball growing up specifically coming from a, a family that played basketball, uh, played basketball, with my cousins growing up, all, all that. So like I, I knew and kind of just kind of the main passion in my life was just sports and specifically basketball. And so when I got to a point where, um, I mean, in high school, it, it looked like as if I wasn't going to be able to continue playing necessarily, but I just wanted to like find a way to stick around, stick around the game. And, um, I mean, really I went to Oklahoma state to study sports media, but I really didn't know what I wanted to do in sports. Um, but immediately like, you know, all, all I knew is too, though, like I would, you know, watch YouTube videos growing up with YouTube and, uh, I'd watch YouTube videos of like, you know, Kansas intro video or like Duke intro videos or like these hype videos that you'd see just online. And I'd show them to my mom and I always talk to my mom about that. I 
show them to my mom and like make her watch them with me because I thought they were just so cool. And um, so, yeah, I guess it was just from a young age, just being super passionate about sports in general, not really knowing what I wanted to do, but kind of uh, it was almost like the experience of, um, I guess, what, what, what the power of video like can uh, do within the context of sports kind of started started me along this path. But then obviously you get into like um, certain things or when, when it gets uh, like with people I'd work with at Oklahoma State, I learned like um, somebody I did work for, her name's Courtney Bay. She does a lot of the videos, but she also does a ton of um, graphic design as well. And uh, learning that there are positions that, that blend video and graphic design. And I was like, oh shoot, I don't know anything about graphic design or photography really. So I kind of just drinking out of a fire hose with that and just like um, really trying to diversify myself to be able to, you know, ben- to be, to benefit any program that I would one day work for. So really it, it kind of was like an evolution of stuff, but really it was like video is my chief passion. And then kind of like the graphic design photography, even like the social media aspects kind of came with it and I've really started to enjoy those. Well, the program that's benefiting right now is Gonzaga, obviously, and you came here in 2019, which means the first basketball season you were part of ended because of the pandemic, and then the second year, you finished the season in a bubble in Indianapolis at the Final Four. What have the last 18 months or so been like for you? <laughs> well, my dad always says, and it's really funny you say that, because um, my dad always says it's like it feels like I still haven't been through a normal year here. No, going you haven't. Three. <laughs> and it, and it's just so it's just so crazy because uh, it's almost like it, we I still haven't really experienced what a full Zag season entails. Because I mean, obviously, no March Madness the first year was completely out of the ordinary. And even this past year, like with like like the bubble was a, like an amazing experience personally. But I do think like there was a huge 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 element of like you know no fans at the hotel welcoming the team back or like um you know you can't go out on the town and see like zag nation representing in a completely different city it's like all these things that is probably normal in a in a given year it's like there's complete it was it's so weird so i mean essentially i mean the, the last 18 months have really taught me like if anything just to stay out stay on my toes and and, and, but it also, though, like, as soon as everything happened, it kind of showed the power. And I think even our coaching staffs and um, our fan base and stuff saw, like, the, the importance of, like, digital content in a, in a realm where, like, people couldn't physically be there. And I think that's what, um, as a department, we talked about and we kind of understood the importance and the magnitude of capturing those moments because, um, and, and doing our best to give a behind the scenes look, because I mean, that's, it's just, it was just going to be such a different experience that it almost like heightened the level of, or the feeling of importance and like the, the pressure, not, not necessarily in a bad way, but in a, like a good, a good pressure kind of feeling of like, Hey, I mean, a lot of fans can't see this in person, so let's try our best to give them an experience that they'll still enjoy. I'm glad you mentioned that because I was going to ask about that later on. I, I, really, anything that the fans could consume last year to feel closer to the team was massive. And I think the hype videos and kind of all the promo videos, those kinds of things were more important than ever. 
Before we finish up with Matt Villarreal, I hope you guys are enjoying the interview. We got to talk about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market. Built Bar is the amazing low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, amazing tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate in all bars. If you're not sure which flavor you want, feel free to get a mixed box with multiple flavors. All of them are soft, easy to chew, and absolutely delicious. Not only do they taste great, but they're healthy too. They're great for the health conscious guy and also for anyone looking to lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Most Built Bars have 17 grams of protein and just 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and 4 grams of net carbs. So go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. That's LOCK15, you'll get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. I want to talk about Indianapolis. You were in the bubble. And you were part of some really incredible moments. Let's take away the Jalen Sugg shot for a second because we'll get to that. But you got to shoot inside Hinkle Fieldhouse. You took an unbelievably cool picture of the final four coaches in front of the uh, the big bracket at the top of the hotel. What was the whole experience like for you? It was definitely like it was definitely a once in a lifetime kind of thing, and it's I, just, I, I hope it's once in a lifetime. <laughs> yes, absolutely, and that, that's the same thing. Like it's, I, I've been talking to some people too that have, have been in the bubble. Like we we talk about how exactly that that's never going to happen again. Again, hopefully it'll never happen again. But um, but yeah, like the entire experience. I don't know. The the first like term that comes to mind is like. Um, sensory overload sensory deprivation because like as soon as you get there it was such a disorienting experience almost because it felt like you're kind of underground like the with the um i mean for us we left here what like as soon as the selection show ended at on selection sunday and then um so we left you know midday sunday uh, we got there, and and so that day we left was actually daylight savings day or daylight savings time, and um, so we were, we sprang forward, and then we also traveled three hours worth of a um, time difference east. So it felt like we were like four hours ahead when we got there, and we got there and it was pitch black like, because it was like you know whatever it was like 10 p.m. 11 p.m. at night. We had to go straight to COVID testing, um, and we were told like you know in the first. 36 hours you're not going to leave your room and so it was just a, such a weird disorienting feeling because we got there when it was super dark and and so eventually we we were allowed to like go out onto a field in downtown the like triple a baseball stadium and that was the first and that was like you know second or third day we were there and we like go outside and we even just look at i didn't know what indianapolis looked like no i didn't know what my the outside of our hotel looked like everyone was like oh that's what our hotel looks like a lot of those guys were there for in Indy, like earlier in the season. I didn't go on that trip, so I honestly had no. I'd never been to Indy before, and uh, so just like things like that, it was just like disorienting almost. And um, but and like the whole time, just super weird things. So like, you know, we play we play these games where you know, as a number one overall seed, it's like you're trending, we're winning, we we have really good performances, and then you, you know, you just go back to the hotel and eat don't see anyone at all the players go to go to their rooms and it was just such a weird like you know in a normal year it's like friends family like all this all like the experience like being with everybody would be so much different than what we experienced but it just felt like felt like we were like some sort of performance in like a traveling broadway play that never really got to got to like you know converse 
with the outside world, which was kind of sad, but, um, but no, it was, but it was incredible at the same time because I think everyone understood that and knew how important it was to like, you know, make this experience last because this is a once in a lifetime experience for everybody, like players included. And, um, so I think everybody understood that and kind of made the best of it as well. Let's talk about the biggest moment, which was Jalen Sugg's shot. You were on the baseline for that thing. Got a great look of it. From a professional standpoint, do you remember what your thought process was leading up to that play and all the chaos afterwards? So, and it's a really funny, yeah. So, the, uh, so at the end of regulation, so the whole Drew Timmy drawing a charge, it, the game was tied then. And after after Drew Timmy drew the charge, I don't know how much time there was. I think there was like a second or less yeah. left. Yeah. And so like because there's that stoppage, I was able to like get on a knee. And I think like everybody who shot from the baseline before, you know, just in case. And what was going through my mind is just in case, you know, a crazy last second shot happens to like, you know, get on a knee or something and, and to be able to pop up easy and kind of run after the team and get, you know, content and that first person look so so like even if you see me like on tv you can see me like filming the last shot of regulation which is like a half court heave that didn't even hit the backboard i don't think like um i was on a knee and ready to get something like that happening and so like you fast forward to overtime juzang like goes up for the floater and it was short and then got his own rebound and put it back in i was expecting us to call a timeout unfortunately so, so I was hey, so like, so was i so was yeah, I. And, I, and I was just sitting like I normally did, and I and I saw the inbounds come really quick, so I didn't have time to kind of hop pop up like that, um, I, just in case he hit it. And so, like my thought process when I saw Jalen dribbling down, I'm like, he's gonna hit a half court shot, and I'm gonna be sitting down, and I won't be ready. And like in the and the ball's in the mi- middle of the air, I'm like, he's going to make this. He's going to make this. Cause I, and I knew it because I was like. I don't know. I was just not in the right position. And I was like, he's going to make this and I'm going to be screwed. He's going to make this and I'm going to be screwed. And he made it. And I was like, I knew it. And so like, you see me kind of, we posted that clip a couple of nights ago, just for the SBs, like that raw clip. You see me kind of struggle to get up for like a split second because I was sitting down and not on the knee. Like I was, like I was hoping to be, but I think it's still, I think it still worked out. And I was just like the whole time I was, I was thinking like, he's going to hit this. He's going to hit this. I know he's going to hit this. And then he he hit it. He ended up hitting it. And I and it was almost like I felt like that shot went in, and there was a split second. And I think there was a part of it was like how big the Lucas Oil Stadium was. But I feel like he hit it, and and like partly because of <laughs> I, I I just felt it was gonna go in as soon as he shot it. Like as soon as he hit it, I felt like there was a split second of just silence for for like you know less than like like a very short second of silence as soon as the ball went in and then it just you know pandemonium and you know sprinting after the team holding the camera trying to keep it as still as possible it's it's one of those shots like as a as a shooter like i always have wanted one of those like you know team rushing the court or rushing a field type of shots and you're just following them you just see like the you just can feel the pandemonium of the moment and the camera is, is as if it's one other player and you're seeing you're seeing what a player would see in that moment. That's always been a shot of my of my professional dreams and being able to get one of those is just like I don't know, just like specifically like my shot ended up being like basically behind Joel and I, I always kinda of pictured that like 
and hopefully fans and recruits and players can picture that as like as if they were they were on the bench and like follow like following the the guys behind uh, Jalen like and when he hopped up on the on the table so that's kind of I don't know that was my experience I tell people that all the time of like I knew it was going to go in because it, it was like the one time that I was out of position and not quite ready for it but learn for next time just in case there's ever a once in a lifetime shot like that again that's awesome um i kind of mentioned this uh before we started recording here but i did a lot of work for mark natalie during the season so i'm one of the few lucky ones who got to see a good majority of what you shot what barrett henderson shot during the bubble including a lot of the locker room stuff behind the scenes footage were you able to you know step back at all and just think to yourself how cool this is to have a that kind of access to the team and b have it be for one of the best programs in the country sure yeah and i think like i think there's a good balance too because i don't know even if like as a trying to think of like an example but like like growing up so and another another fact about me too my or about my family my oldest sister we're all from new mexico but my oldest sister is a gonzaga graduate Oh, nice. So, um, so we grew up, you know, relatively cheering for Gonzaga. She was here in like um, early Pangos years. Uh, like Stephen Gray was uh, here, Rob Sacre. So she was here during that era, and um, and so like growing up being a fan kind of always plays into it as well. And I think it even means more to her when it, like, I, I don't know, she. Um, She'll send me, she sent me a ton of stuff over that stretch of like, you know, all my friends are posting this to their social medias and stuff. And, um, and to be honest, like, obviously me, I mean, we grew up a fan, but I think it was enough remote where like, I didn't, I don't know. I don't know if I fully understood the, the gravity of like Zag Nation and like the amazing run that like Gonzaga has been on in the last 20 years that has grown there their national following and stuff um so i I don't know if i experienced that until like as much as i did in march madness and i think it i think it really hits when you see like um i don't know when you see like sports center or somebody like somebody like repost the shot kind of like that and um that definitely there are definitely moments like that the entire tournament and just kind of it's just, you, you take a step back and, you know, I, I remember that, like, you know, growing up, I was watching the school and to be able to be here at this moment of their um, kind of ascendance into the national um, spotlight in this way. And it, it like, yeah, it's, it's definitely surreal and unbelievably grateful and, and humbled to be, to be a part of it in this way, because I mean, it, I don't know, I, those are those are just uh, like like I said, like once in a lifetime kind of feelings and moments. And hopefully, sometime shortly, they can win the national championship, and it could be next season. And next season's mm-hmm. already approaching. You've done some photo shoots already with the new freshmen coming in. How excited are you for next year, especially with fans coming back to the kennel? Oh man, <laughs> I feel like that's literally what kept a lot of people going. Um, within the athletics department throughout all of COVID is just the next time we'll, we'll be in here. And then obviously with adding the number two recruiting class in the country, including the number one player in the country, like 
that is absolutely like you know what everyone's looking forward to what i'm looking forward to and it's it's going to be amazing to finally like you know be able to to experience a real a real season hopefully from start to finish um but i mean i guess you know time will tell if anything the last couple the last couple years have taught me like i said to you know i'm not necessarily expecting anything or ruling out anything when it comes to who knows what changes you know like who knows if um what like you know i'm i'm hoping that we have a full full kennel and a full um you know regular season and you know hopefully everybody you know stays healthy and all that so uh definitely to stay on my toes but definitely there's unbelievable hope and optimism for what the next year will bring and you know this year was amazing like and and it was just crazy because like this year was amazing with the with the team and the guys that we had on it and like i'm just and it's it's gonna be more or less i mean obviously there are some returners but it'll be more or less like a almost a completely new team so it'll be interesting to see how how these guys uh can kind of continue the legacy of gonzaga especially coming off of last year so yeah super excited i think the guys are super Super excited, super pumped to to get back at it, and um, yeah, should be should be an awesome ride. I know all the fans are excited too. All right, Matt, I'm gonna let you go. Really appreciate the time. Thanks for sharing some stories with us. Keep up the great work, and uh, thanks for coming on the show. Appreciate it, Stephen. Thank you so much. Again, a very very big thank you to Matt Villarreal for coming on the show. If you don't already, you can follow him on Twitter at Matt underscore Velo V I L L O three at Matt underscore Velo3. He's also got a website, mattvillareal.com, where he's got a lot of the Gonzaga content that he has produced over the last two years, whether it's uh, hype videos, graphic design, photography, videography, whatever he's got. Um, there's a bunch of just really, really cool stuff on his website, and it's a you know kind of a way for you guys to, to get yourself hyped a little bit in the you know, the the dog days of the offseason. So thanks again to Matt for coming on the show. And that is going to do it for this week's episodes. Next week, uh, it is going to be Monday, Wednesday, Friday episodes for me. I am going to be traveling to Florida on Monday. I'm going to be in Florida the rest of the week, but I'm still going to pump out two episodes while I'm in Florida. And uh, so Monday's episode is going to be a what if. Wednesday's episode is going to be a what if. And then Friday will be a five-star Friday episode with a very special interview that I'll talk about next week. Monday's what if is going to be what if Elias Harris did not return after his freshman season? What if Elias Harris left after his freshman season? What is the domino effect from that move? So we'll talk about that on Monday. Along with anything else that happens over the weekend, we may throw in some NBA draft talk in there as well, and maybe some Olympic previews uh, with Rui Hachimura and Ira Brown playing in the Olympics coming up here shortly. Don't forget you can tune into the Locked On Today podcast with host Peter Bukowski. Today on the show, they're talking about Tom Brady, because apparently he gave sports fans another reason to either love him or hate him. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Because it is Five Star Friday, I suggest you please give us a five-star rating. That would be very, very helpful and very, very kind of you. So please give us a five-star rating. You can follow me on Twitter at SCargo. That's at S-K-A-R-R-G-0. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at LockedOnZags. If you want to email the show with any Gonzaga stories for me to read, if you've got any questions or any ideas you want me to talk about on the show, feel free to email the show. It is LockedOnZags at gmail.com. 
Everybody enjoy your weekend. We will see you back here on Monday morning. It is a great day to be a Zag.